I've had the privilege of being in radio for a few years. This is a first, though, as we come to you from the Golden One Center. Doing the show while my partner's getting dressed. I don't know that I've ever. <laughs> this is the stuff people don't see behind the scenes, right? It's like, you know how it is. Right? I wish I hadn't seen some of it. But... <laughs> Please. Might have to start an OnlyFans. Oh, OnlyFans account. Something like that, you know? Why not? Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know it's a big day for you. It's a big day for everybody here, but of course, Kyle Draper uh, and Whitey Gleason coming to you from the Golden One Center, and Kyle's getting ready to do some. Well, not some TV work, not just some TV work. He's got the call again tonight. Got the call, yeah. NBC Sports California. You know, obviously I prep for this game, but I feel like I've seen these guys so much lately that I I know their team just as good as ours. I know their rookies did the California Classic also. That's right. When the Warriors were here, did the preseason game uh, last week when they were here, the one that we actually broadcast. And so uh, I feel like I know this team, and uh, obviously I know our team, and you know, I, I can't wait. They haven't opened the doors yet here at Golden One, but I can already look out there. People are in line. Like, just the pregame vibe, guys watching the warm-ups, the fans in the stands watching the warm-ups. You know, you'll see the electricity ratcheted up here inside Golden One. I understand why you can't open the, the arena too early, but uh, I remember going to a Warriors game years ago with a couple of guys on my high school team, and somehow we got in really early, and I remember seeing – basically this where it's players they're not in uniform yet they're working on their games and it's really fascinating and i wish more right. fans got to real basketball fans i think this is really a cool and enjoyable thing to see yeah exactly and we're sitting here watching uh harrison barnes right now go through his warm-ups uh keegan murray so i think moses moody down there moses there. Moody, so uh, both teams yeah in the corner over here and so you know it, it's funny because we were talking to uh, raymond ritter uh earlier and it might have been tim roy one of them uh, about the staffing on these NBA teams nowadays. That was Raymond Ritter. Yeah, yeah, was that Raymond? Yeah. yeah, and it's like you got, you know, each each player has like two guys, two trainers they work out with. You know, it's it's just so crazy now to see how many people. And But it's a job, too, you know. And you brought up something earlier about the old uh, Arco or I think maybe the first arena yeah. where they had four uh, luxury suites. One in each corner. One in yeah. each corner. Yeah. Do you think uh, what came first, players' salaries or the, the added suites? Like, you know, because players' salaries went up, did they have to find more ways to make money? And so, oh, let's throw these suites. Yes, I think so. It, that, that's how it went, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's definitely a, a, as far as the chicken and the egg. Yeah. You know, which the chicken, in that case, came first, or at least the, the cash, the golden goose did. <laughs> uh, I have an interesting list here, a national list. You know, we, we talked last week about some of the um, – Zach Lowe, I think, had a list of the most watchable teams. And the Ringer has come up with that same thing, but for players. Okay. Uh, the most watchable players in the league this year. So these are the players you got to watch. I think they had 20 of them, top 20 players you got to see in the NBA this year. This is based on their categories are razzle-dazzle. Okay, that's a category. Vibes. And then the other one is ruckus, which is ruckus. just I don't know, kind of mayhem. But here you go. According to the Ringer, 10 players. In the NBA, you got to see these players. You got Tyrese Halliburton was 10. Sorry, Tim. Pardon me. Um, Then you had (laughs) Darius Garland is ninth, which surprised me a little bit. Garland, huh? Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Wimby. Yes. Okay. Uh, Devin Booker and Luka sixth. Luka. All right, I guess. He's still 
you know, he had that big shot the other night uh, against People the Spurs. People still love yeah, I, I'm not a big fan, but, but I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yep. Number five is De'Aaron Fox. Fox is five? Yes. So he's a top five guy. In yeah, must-see must player this year. I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, so uh, Kevin O'Connor didn't write that, I'm sure. No, I don't think I, I don't, I don't think <laughs> But, no, I love it, though. De'Aaron Fox is one of the most exciting guys uh, in the NBA, and and I love the fact that he can uh, flip a switch, too, right? He can go from zero to 100 just like that. Mm -hmm. So good to see my guy getting some love. I like that. Uh, For what it's worth, they have uh, Anthony Edwards first, most watchable, then Steph uh, second, uh, the Joker third, uh, SGA fourth, and then De'Aaron Fox fifth on the list. Okay. How about that? All right. I don't know. I nothing against Darius Garland. No, oh, Tatum? Gotta, Tatum not on there. Not on the top uh-huh. ten. I think he might have been in the top 20. Yeah, top 20. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. No Anthony Davis. No Zion? Not on the top ten. What? No. Well, yeah, it's hard to watch when you don't know if you're going to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's 100% true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it is about De'Aaron Fox? That makes him so enjoyable. Is it the speed? Is it just his frame, his size, the way he moves? What do you think? I think it starts with the speed, which is, you know, even by NBA standards, is really special. But there's also something he showed last year where he would take over games in the fourth quarter. Right. I've, like you, been watching, like most people listening, been watching basketball for a long time. What he did last year in the fourth quarter of games, it's like, well, he's not going to do it again. Is he? Right. I mean, that was my reaction. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know he did it last game, but he can't do it again. Right. And he would again and again and again. And so when you know that the other team knows what's coming and they still can't stop him, I mean, game after game, fourth quarter, key possessions, you knew he was going to get to the bottom of the right. circle. Didn't know what he was going to do there. He was going right. to shoot, going to dish it. Um, that was incredible. So there's a, there's a swagger to his game coupled with that speed that I think makes him a real special player to watch. No, you're 100% right. And, and watching him last year, I mean, we knew he was good, but we didn't know about the clutch gene that he showed, the most clutch points uh, in the NBA last season, clutch player of the year. And you're right. It's like he just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And, you know, I, I think, you know, when you look at De'Aaron's development in the NBA, the reason why he's on this list or – you know, all third, third team, all NBA is not because of the 25 points, but it's the way he did it in the clutch moments. And that's when you earn your reputation. I mean, his buckets, you know, he had scored 25 points a game before, but they were meaningless 25. Like these were game winning, big time shots, night in and night out. Tougher buckets because yeah. the other team was trying harder not to let you score them. Exactly. He became unstoppable last season. And so, no, I, I love the fact that he's on this list. And what do you do for an encore, though, if you're De'Aaron Fox? You know, I, I, I maintain once you get that confidence, you know, it's a wrap. And that's what we're seeing from De'Aaron Fox. Well, I don't want to be negative on opening uh, night. But, no, to answer your question, I think it's pretty obvious. You know, as great as he was last year, he needs to be a better shooter to get to the next another level. You know, to say next level, it right. implies, well, he's not there yet. He was a fabulous player last year. He was all league. But he can be better if he can be a better shooter. And he was, and you pointed out, some of the numbers show that in certain situations right. he has been a better shooter right. than his overall numbers. But I think that's where the secret to growth, well, it's no secret. If he's going to become a better player, that's where he has to improve. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at his three-point uh, percentages over his career. His highest came in his second year, 37.1%. But he was only taking 29 
uh, threes a game then. After that, 29%, 32%, 30%, 32%. If he got to 35 36%, how, think about that. How I know, different I know. and unstoppable would he be? You know, because right now, I guess, you know, the scouting report on him is turn him into a jump shoot. Give him that three-point yes. shot. Yeah, he's so fast. Like I said, he'll get to the bottom of the circle. So you have to give him the jump shot if you're going to have any chance of guarding him. you got to give him something because he's so fast. So, yeah, if he can start knocking that down at a higher rate. Uh, and I think, honestly, the Kings need him to get even better, as great as he was. Right. I think, like, they need Keegan to get a lot better, and I think they need Fox to get better, too, this year. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because not many people have said that. You know, everybody thought De'Aaron Fox, great season last year, 25 points per game, six assists, four rebounds, Mr. Clutch. But he still has holes in this game. And for him to be a complete player, if he takes that step, that leap, that's only going to help the franchise. And, you know, to Mike Brown, you know, he's always saying, we're not playing just to get back in the playoffs. We're playing to be champions. If this Kings team is going to make it to the championship, De'Aaron Fox has to be an improved shooter. Yeah, sure, I, I agree 100%. I think we talked about that. You look at Sabonis. Sabonis probably can't do much better right, than he did right. last year. Now, he's had higher scoring averages, but you look at the total picture, it's like, wow, you can't expect much more. Yeah. Yeah, than that. But Fox, as great as he was, you can look at that and go, he can actually do better. It's it, And that's scary to think, right? Sure. sure. You know, it, it, he, this guy scored 25 points per game on 32% three-point shooting. I mean, you hit, you know, if you got to 35-36, that's an extra three-pointer mm-hmm. a game. You're talking 25 to 28, 29 points. What was his, I, I should know this. What was his foul shooting last year? Uh, last year, he much improved. uh 78. He started okay, off well, really yeah, strong, that's pretty strong and then uh, dipped back down a little bit. But compared to what he had been, you know, first year, 72 percent. Second year, 73, 70, 71, 75. So he's made it. And he was getting to the line six times a game. Too. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. So that shows that also he recognizes some of those areas. Right. Which he could improve. And last year he did. Right. Yeah. Right. Do you believe uh if you're a great free throw shooter, you could be a great three point shooter. Do you think there's any correlation between those two? I do. That's one of the things I look at. If a yeah. guy is making free throws, he's a good shooter. Doesn't mean he's automatically right. going to be a good three point shooter, but to me, it says the foundation is there for him to be yeah. a really good three point shooter. Right. And, and, and like you said, De'Aaron Fox, 78 last season. Man, if he became an 82, 83% free throw shooter, he gets fouled a lot, obviously, late in games, but that could only help his three point percentage. 32, that's just not going to get it done. That's, you know, teams won't respect you as a shooter at 32%. You know, I'll tell you, Kyle, a few years ago when he was a rookie, um, I remember Jordan Poole struggled mightily with his three-point shot. He ended up getting set to Santa Cruz, could not make a three. He was one of those guys that looked like, wow, the three-point line's just too far for him in the NBA. But he was a great free throw shooter mm. from day one. And yeah. You can see, all right, it's there. Going to take him a while and to find it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Now he's deadly from three. And so hopefully we see that growth in De'Aaron Fox. And, and that's what's so scary about this Kings team. There's room for growth pretty much, you know, outside yeah. of HB, outside of Domas. Everybody else can add something to their game. We take a quick timeout, come back as so we head down the home stretch here, getting ready for game night from the Golden One Center opening night in Sacramento. So how do the Kings take care of business tonight? That's next. Kyle Draper, Whitey Gleason, Sacktown Sports. Sack. Help with something as we head down the home stretch here. Drive, guys. 
Uh, thanks for being with us this week, by the way. It's been an incredible week um, with so much going on, and we appreciate uh, you being with us, and the support has been amazing. You know, we've only had the show on a short time. It's been great. Thank you for all your participation and support. We appreciate it. Dude, I'm not in charge of giving out raises or anything like that. You don't have to butter me up or no, anything. No, no, that's not what I need help with. Oh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> but I just, before I got to that, I realized, hey, thanks, you know, no, because no, it has been an amazing week it has the been. opener. Yes. Of course, we had the 49ers game, so we're just getting warmed up here. Here's what I need your help with. I don't know if you remember, but I told you a few weeks ago that when we come to games, uh, we each pick a player. And my wife and my daughter yeah. and her husband. Yeah. So my wife, can't, she's got a dog sit tonight so that my daughter and her husband can come to the game. So I'll be here. And Lonnie's okay. coming. And okay. Derek. So we're going to pick players. I get to pick last. I always have to pick last. Yeah. So Steph's off the board, which is fine. Okay. Um, and then Fox will probably be gone. And then, I don't know. I'm going to be picking fourth, in other words. Who, who should I pick to be high score? Oh, who highest score. The best chance. Considering, again, that the most likely guys will be off the board by the time I pick. Is Harrison Barnes going to come out with another big game? <laughs> I would not bet on that. I would say Keegan Murray. If Do you think he's off the board by then or no? He's probably, it's, yeah, borderline he might be. All right, yeah. If he's off the board. What about, see, I'm thinking Malik Monk might go off tonight. But I'm thinking fourth. I'm thinking you got to have a chance. I was going to say Wiggins or somebody like that. You know, I'm uh -huh. trying not to be a homer. I'm trying not to be but biased. Wiggins I'm was trying bad. To, but exactly. Game. Now he's going to yeah. be good, you know? Yeah. So, it, it, all right, let's, let's run it down. Me and you can draft right now. Okay. Number one, Steph Curry. Curry, sure. Because my wife's picking first. Number yeah. two, De'Aaron Fox. Uh-huh. Who's number three? Number three is going to be... Um, See, that's that's where it gets. Is it Clay? Is it Domantis Sabonis? Price Sabonis. Okay. He'll probably, yeah. Now, pick anybody, Whitey, <laughs> that's left. And I'm thinking Keegan Murray. All I, right. I don't know. Remember, Keegan showed out well late in that series against Golden State. Let's not forget, he had a couple of solid games. And I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Wiggins is guarding him. But they usually throw Wiggins on De'Aaron Fox if I'm correct. So Keegan might have a size advantage. Uh, maybe he's going against Clay or something but like Harrison that. Harrison Barnes is on a mission, isn't he? Is he really, though? I mean, that was incredible. Is he? I, it was incredible. And you know he's got a little something-something for his old team. Exactly. But I don't I don't know if that's a good thing for HB. It's not like – because HB is not that, that that's assassin kind of guy. Like, he, you know, I don't think he feels like – some say he was done wrongly by Golden State by trading him. But I don't, I don't think he's uh, breathing, you know, fire, you know, when he sees uh, Golden State come into the building. These are his guys still. And so that's why I'm hesitant to pick All right. so Harrison Barnes. Keegan Park. is your recommendation. Ke Keegan is the guy. Mark it down. All right. Mark it and down. if by chance he's gone, that would mean maybe Sabonis is Sabonis available. Sabonis is still available. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Sabonis got something to prove tonight. He sure does. So, you know, you talk about a guy with some motivation, you know. And I didn't think Sabonis played well the other night in Utah. Really? But he still wound up with 22 points. That's and him, so, right? That's him, oh, right? Well, he didn't have a good night. Whoa, Whoa right. Sorry, I guess he did. Exactly. So I, I think he's highly motivated tonight. Mm -hmm. So how do the Kings take care of business? I think it comes down tonight. Tempo, I think, is going to yeah. be important. Uh, physicality. Yep. Without And also, who fouls the most? Both these teams foul yeah. a lot. Yeah. 
And so you're going to have to make your free throws, defend without fouling. And as we said with Saints, second chance points I think will be huge. Yeah, second chance points, you know, to me is at the top of the list. And I don't know. I haven't seen Katie's keys to the game, so I don't know. <laughs> so I'm not, you know. I haven't seen them yet either. Yeah. You know, yes, I know those, I'm not the stealing building. from her. Right, exactly. No <laughs> I know because I looked for them and I couldn't find them. All right, so sec second chance got to be on there, though, right? Yeah. Like, it, it has to be. I'm going to keep an eye on the three-point line tonight. Whoever wins the three-point battle, I think, wins this game. I don't think either team is a, you know, pounding in your paint kind of team. They do it with dribble, drive, get into the paint. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's all predicated on, on their three-point shooting. And so I got my guy, Kevin Herter, obviously hitting three in the first half. I think it's going to be a, a big three-point night for Sacramento. And so whoever wins that, if you keep Steph Curry – from hitting more than, let's say, five threes. Let's say he only hits four. Is That's, that another prediction? No. <laughs> Dude, I, some of my <laughs> predictions might contradict each other. I don't even <laughs> know what I've been predicted lately. But uh, if Steph Curry, uh, let's put it at five and a half. If okay. Steph Curry hits six threes or more, we lose. If you hold them under that, you All win. All right. You got it. I got there it. You go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a very special night here. And, of course, we're just getting warmed up, and game night is coming up. But I do think Kevin Herter and the Kings' backcourt, not just Kevin Herter, but De'Aaron Fox and Davion and Monk have to shoot the ball better tonight than they did in the first game if, to your point, if the Kings are going to keep pace with these Warriors when it comes to three-point shooting. Right. Uh, you're 100% right. And, and I'm thinking about this Warriors team, and maybe I'm disrespecting them, Whitey. There's a high flyer. Hi, hey, high flyer. Come here for a second. <laughs> High flyer. Come here, man. <laughs> High flyer in the building. We get him here? He's about to come yeah. up on oh, game okay. night. Jump All on, right. man, because I got a million-dollar question for you. Is that one okay? Is that one okay? All right. I got a million-dollar question for you as you put on the headset. Go ahead. You got me? Yeah, I'm here. You said a million-dollar question? Why are you looking like Suge Knight up in here, hey, bro? Why, hey, what's hey, going hey, on? You out, I, for, hey, you out for death, huh? This death row record's out here. Hey, I might have a two-cent answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling about tonight, baby? What you got? You know what? I'm loving it, man. I'm, I'm loving the atmosphere. I'm loving what they're trying to do. And and and, and they're trying to they're, – they're definitely trying to pump this rivalry thing going. Yeah. They're trying to get this rivalry going. And for right now, for what we got – National television, these two teams, uh -huh. they're building on it, fellas. They're definitely building on it. How long before Chris Paul makes his impact on this rivalry and becomes a player that Kings fans can't stand? Well, Chris Paul has always been that guy. <laughs> you know, he, he, he's going to do that from game one. But I'll tell you what, the, the, the intriguing part is the Steph curry and Fox connection. Yeah, yeah. You like that? I love it. Do you what? really? I what? Love I love it. I love, what? It. I love it. For one, for one. I'm sorry. It's almost like the passing of the torch. Ah. Okay? Steph Curry has been there, has done that. He is on top of the mountain. But you got a new fox in town. And this guy is right. coming. He's getting better and better. And now he's he's on your brand, mm -hmm. but he's also on your back. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like it a lot, fellas. You guys ain't into that. You ain't buying it. I'm not buying it, you dude. Ain't buying it. It's too buddy buddy. You know, no, this no, guy no, is no, uh, no, no, hold on. putting wait, money wait, in your pocket. Wait, KD, he's paying you. KD, I'm sorry. It's not like if De'Aaron Fox doesn't have the Curry collection, he's not going to be standing on the corner holding a sign. We'll work for food. Okay, <laughs> that's not going to okay. happen. Okay, all right, all right. But you know what? D Fox is a competitor, bro. He is going to go out there and go right at Steph Curry because he's always had that mentality of, I have to show you. 
Mm. I have to show you. Even when he came out and it was, it was him with Alonzo Ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to yep. show you. Yep. He's always had that chip on his shoulder. So it's going to be the exact same thing. Okay, Steph Curry, you are who you are. And, okay, you're the boss. But I'm the next coming. Mm, and I'm like going to that. show you. I'm telling you. Yeah, Fox but if you're Steph Curry, it's like, yeah, you do that and you make money for me too. Exactly. That's the so, so, so Steph, Steph Curry. A win-win for Steph Thank Curry, you. right? Steph's not going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to lose at all. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> What's the key tonight, man? Defense always. Okay. Defense always. Uh, I like what I saw in Utah. Okay. Do you? Yes. Because you know why? And I'm going to tell you what I liked. You know, it wasn't always the best as far as, you know, shutting down your man and, uh, you know, staying in front of the ball. And but keeping th- the other team from scoring. But they were lively. <laughs> they were lively. Okay. They were right. lively. They, they were the, – the effort was they, there. They were lively. Right, right. okay. You saw, you saw deflection. You saw hands in passing lanes. Guys were – okay, they were fouling also, but I'm with that. I'd much rather have to tell a guy to calm down mm. than to have to wind a guy up. You know How what do you – and I know Mike Brown's preaching this, and the Warriors had the same problem. How do you become more physical defensively, which they have to do without fouling all the time? Here's the deal. It has to be done collectively. If you're going to play that high-pressure defense, everybody has to be fouling because they can't call all the fouls. And That's like the bad boys fly. Exactly. Right? And yeah. once you, you ain't going to call them all. Right. And once right. you set that tone as a physical team, wow. they let it go. But everybody is going to have to be – you can't have one guy out there that don't touch nobody. And just let guys blow past. Everybody has to be hidden. Everybody has to be physical. Everybody has to touch each and every last cutter that go across the middle. Think about it. If the Sacramento Kings, back in the day, because this, this is my era I played in, if you came across the middle on an NBA team, I don't care who you were, you caught a forearm. Really? You, you oh, hitting them. You got to You got to touch them as they You bet not go through that paint <laughs> and nobody touch you. You're going to get a forearm. The referees wouldn't call it. Right. They don't care how hard they hit you. They wouldn't call it. All right. So Henry. if the king set that mindset, that would that's the way it would be. You got to save some of it for game. That's night. what I was Thank thinking. Don't, don't use it. all yeah. your material, baby. Yeah. You know, uh, Kyle hey. had a great call tonight. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, fellas, it's so much going on right now with this basketball team. So much good stuff. I couldn't ever, if I sat here for an hour, I wouldn't use up all my stuff. <laughs> ah, no doubt about it. Let me ask you this though, real quick, high flyer. Do the players understand how big this is? Do you I think, think so. the players know? KD. You're talking about everybody, at least 10 of these guys went seven games with Golden State. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't think that sticks with you? I it mean, should. It wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. No. It should. It sticks with you, and everybody in that locker room is like, we have to redeem ourselves. We were, we were right there. Had them. Yes. Too old. Too old. And we let them off the hook. Too, and let, let them off the hook. And let them off the hook. And they know that. So, yes, everybody in that locker room feels this. My great. man. Uh, great job, Kyle Draper. We'll be watching it tonight. Same to uh, you, yes. round for the high flyer, uh, Henry Turner. Game night is next. Thanks for being with us all this week, and thanks for being with us tonight on this special Sacramento opening night from the Golden One Center. Drive, guys. Sacktown Sports.